All right, guys, let me officially welcome you to the Self Love Effect podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings, and today is January 20th, 2021, a day right before my 31st birthday. And I decided to spice things up a bit and celebrate early by creating this podcast to dive deeper into my personal self-love journey as well as others. So I'm going to dive right in, but I would first like to introduce you to my special guest who has been a huge part of my journey of healing and finding myself and loving myself. So let me introduce you to my husband, Michael. Hello. Thank you for the introduction. (laughs) I uh, first would like to congratulate you on your podcast. I, I think this is uh, uh, the right next step for you, and I'm, I'm very excited to see what you do with it. I, I have um, all the confidence in the world in you, so um, this is going to be fun to watch. Uh, my first question for you is essentially, what what do you expect to get out of this podcast? What can your listeners expect to get out of it? Uh, what do you bring into the table? Um, kind of what, what's your, your goals with it? I want to be able to continue to inspire people and help them in the road to recovery and self-love. The goal has always been to inspire one or many. I truly believe it's a domino effect. When one person inspires another, that person will inspire somebody else and then it just trickles down. So, um, I may be a little naive and crazy, but I truly believe that we have the ability to help one another and, you know, sharing our stories will impact others because I, I think too, um, too, uh, too many times we think that we're alone and no one has gone through the same things or anything similar, but the truth is that our stories align and we have you know, we've, we have felt the same way. And if we could just all come together and inspire one another, I think this, I mean, the world in general would be a better place. And, um, yeah. So, so a, a couple, couple talking points there. Some of them I thought we were going to get to later on, but let's just jump right in it first uh, along the lines of, uh, recovery and things. What, what things have you had to recover from? What kind of hardships have you had to deal with? And then second of all, going into, uh, you're talking about inspiration and a part of that is motivation. And, and, uh, a lot of people say that motivation is waning, but dedication sets, uh, habits and, and habits last a lifetime. And I've heard you say something along those lines. So if you could just kind of talk about, you know, what things have you overcome and then what helped you move from being motivated by outside forces to just being internally dedicated and creating those habits? Well, I've been able to share a little bit of my story of my background on social media, my social media platforms, but unfortunately you get cut off when you start to write an entire novel. But, um, well, I think, We'll touch base on the first one, which was my addiction to my eating disorder. So I suffered from bulimia. You guys are going to have to bear with me because I might get a little emotional. (laughs) Okay. So I suffered from bulimia starting in 11th grade. Um, 
what we don't realize is that our insecurities are given to us. And it took a long time for me to process that as an adult because I was never born with this idea that I was fat, I was ugly, I wasn't like the other girls, I wasn't pretty, I didn't fit in, I always stuck out like a sore thumb. I wasn't, you know, what society would call, you know, their, I don't know, their ideal woman. Um, so I did, I suffered from bulimia. My sister actually was the one who caught me for the very first time and my parents didn't believe her. Um, fast forward, my parents finally, they caught me and it was at the point where it was, had sunken in cheeks. My eyes were sunken in, they were black. And I just remember, um, them telling me that if they, if I didn't change, that they would put me in some kind of, um, what, what is it called? Some, like a treatment. Yes. Like a treatment, a half, what's specialized for eating disorder, recovery, a recovery. Um, so I went off to college. I promised them I would never do it again, came back, and I was worse. Um, it was hard. It, it was like I, I had this whole idea in my head, this concrete idea that if I looked a certain way, if, you know, if my waist was a certain size that I would be ideal, that I would just be the perfect woman. But in reality, perfection doesn't exist. And I think we get caught up all these and, you know, in this realm of ideas that perfection is this and this and this because society tells us because we read it because someone told us when in reality, we're all perfect. We were all created differently. I'm not like anyone else and no one is me and that is my power. But it took me until having kids and it wasn't really until having my second child that I started to learn the fundamental aspects of self-love and healing and growth and strength and vulnerabilities and started to share my journey and my story with others. But, you know, it's it was it's really hard for me to accept the fact that I had an addiction. I never called it an addiction. It was like, okay, I had an eating disorder. I had bulimia. I binged, ate everything. Uh, I was on diet pills, hooked on diet pills, fat loss pills, um, uh, Red Bulls, energy drinks, whatever you, you name it. And I, and I thought it was okay until one day I ended up in a hospital bed, 2000 miles away from my family while attending school in St. Louis, Missouri. And, you know, I kind of just made the whole thing up that I just felt sick when in reality, I hadn't ate in more than 72 hours. And I was popping fat loss pills as if it was food. Um, but even then after I met my, well, who now is my husband, I still suffered from it a lot. It's very, it was very hard for me. I fluctuated weight for a long time. Um, I went back and forth and then I, I, I don't even know how to really explain it. Everything just kind of clicked. Um, you know, I see my daughter now and I never, never, and my son too, but most importantly Lillian, because I feel like I don't want her to be caught up in society's like ideal perception. Um, I want her to constantly look in the mirror and feel beautiful that know she's beautiful. Like whether it's imperfection or flaws that she might see that that's what, that's true beauty. And, you know, I, I, I talk about the mirror rule all the time, but 
honestly, that's how I started personally. I started looking at myself in the mirror, uh, smiling, blowing myself kisses. I, it, it sounds crazy. Um, but it's, it's, it's science. It's proven research that when we smile, it, it triggers our brain, it sends, it fires neurons, you know, impacting, um, what we see because we, we don't see ourselves, um, the way everyone else around us does. I mean, our reflection is very different from what others, you know, look at us. So I started doing the mirror rule and, you know, letting myself know five, maybe two, I started off with always one positive thing. And then I just started building. It became a habit because I constantly started doing it. So my addiction was eating disorder. Well, my first one. And then my second one happened when, okay, <sighs> when my, when my grandmother passed away. Okay. Sorry. Um, I just needed a few minutes, but when my grandmother passed away of Lou Gehrig's disease, also known as ALS, I spiraled out of control. I, in a sense, saw, I don't know, just blackness. And I started consuming lots of alcohol, going out partying, um, kind of just <laughs> letting others take advantage of who I was. Um, and at a certain point it was, it became, it got out of control. Um, I pushed my loved ones away. I just became this awful, awful person to be around destructive. Everything I touched turned black and I was, I felt like I was so far gone. Um, and then I just kind of like, I guess I was giving up on life. Um, she was my best friend. Um, other than my mom, she was my best friend, but I knew that <clears throat> she wouldn't want me to be doing that. So gradually I picked up the pieces, but it wasn't enough. And then by some... <laughs> I guess you can call it a miracle. Um, my then boyfriend, now husband, <laughs> entered my life. Um, we met at Costco. <laughs> to be honest, he's not my type. Well, he was. <laughs> he wasn't my type at all. Um, and I didn't really think anything of it um, at the time. So I just went about my day in Delhi and he was a supervisor in the meat department. And, you know, sometimes we meet these people and they have, we just feel instant connection, but I didn't really want anything from it in the beginning, at least. Um, I just felt so lost finding, trying to find, fill this void um, in others or you know, alcohol, whatever it was. I mean, it wasn't that, that I was just consuming a lot. So the fact that I was constantly going out, doing stuff, thinking like, oh my God, this is going to heal my pain. It's because I never faced it to begin with. Um, but anyway, so I met Mike and I don't know, it was different. Like he saw through my pain, 
he picked up the pieces, the ones that were left. Then it was it was more than just my grandmother's death. It was just everything feeling always so ugly and not like never being seen for who I truly was. And so, but he saw past that. He saw past the fear and he pretty much, <laughs> he dealt with it. Um, and he never gave up on me. So now we're here. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it, it was hard. It was hard. It was. So to, to, to go back to the second part, how do you go from <laughs> that to the woman that we all know today. What and I think a large part of that is dedication. I think that's it's always something that I I, I don't even want to say it surprises me because at this point nothing you do surprises me. But your ability to stay dedicated, whether we're on vacation, whether it's been a long week, uh, no matter how the kids are, you're always dedicated to your journey, to your physical and mental journey. How do how do you do that? I found a concrete why. <laughs> I found a why so strong that I hold on to it for dear life. Um, and that's my kids. Like, I know I I do it. Don't get me wrong. I do it for me. You know, there's, if you're listening on here and you're not a mom um, and you've never had kids before, you know, we all have different whys. Our why has to be so concrete. Um, I know they like to say your why has to make you cry, but throughout your whole life, your why for certain things you do is constantly going to change. But this why is different. This this why is going to stick with you throughout your whole entire life. It's going to be the very, it's going to be the foundation, the like the first layer of self-love, the first layer of your vulnerability, your growth, your strength. And that's, that's my kids. Like, I mean, I know that if I'm not, if I don't, like, let's say if I don't work out or if I don't eat well, I know what that spirals into. I know my past. I know I've had an addiction. I know how easy it could go from A to Z in a snap of a finger. And I've, there's been multiple times where I tell you, Mike, like, I'm not doing good. Like if I, if I start this, I'm going to, I'm going to see black. I'm going to go down a path that I don't want to see. Um, I know I can get there when I mean I can get there. I can honestly tell myself, um, and be very honest with myself that if I do this, it's going to lead where somewhere where none of us want to see. And I think, you know, having that concrete why, like it pushes me, my kids constantly push me to be better. And so does my husband, because The thing is, like, if I stop doing the things that are good for me, my stress relievers, my, like, my, that put me in a great, you know, mental state, then, you know, it's, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be good for me at the end of the day. So, I mean, finding that why, finding them, you know, being better for you guys, you know, in a sense is like, if I show up, I'm going to impact you guys in a positive way and everyone else around me. If I show up angry and hurt and hurting myself, then everybody else is affected around me. And it took a long time because obviously in the beginning, I did not care. This was before kids. I didn't care how I showed up. I didn't care how it hurt me, even though everyone around me at the time was feeling sadness and hurt. And I just didn't care. I was so like mean. I was just like evil. But 
you know, it took my past and my present to just form this bond that I hold on. And, you know, I'm so thankful for every morning when I wake up because, I mean, I can't do it without you guys. I see my kids and I see you and, you know, I would have never in a thousand years thought I would be here sitting, doing a podcast, you know, my first episode with my husband, but your why has to be concrete. It has to lead you to, you know, down the road to your, you know, when you stumble and you fall, it has to be that reason why you stand up again, has to be that reason why you see the beauty in every fall, every crack um, you're, you go through because life is really messy. Your relationship with yourself is constantly messy. It's not perfect. It's made up of all these imperfections. But the problem is that too many times we, we feel like that's it. We feel like giving up, but that's because we really don't have a foundation to rely on. So I, 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 you know, if you're listening to this, I encourage you if, if you're struggling and, and you really don't have a foundation, I've never questioned it, you know, why, you know, wh- why do you do the things you do? Um, it, it, it really is the in the grand scheme of things. It's, it'll hold you together even during your worst days. So. My, my next, um, uh, avenue to explore with you is you, you spend most, most of your social media is Instagram. Um, and I think we, I, I hate to do the trope, but in, in today's world and today's society, we all know all the negativity that can come from those platforms from all social media, but Instagram in particular, it's, it's mostly a photo video based service. What do you say to people who are either ready to just get rid of it, to unplug? What do you say to the people that don't think there's anything positive that can come from it when you're, you're clearly setting a different path. You're, you're clearly trying to inspire people. Um, what message do you have for people? I think it's healthy to, you know, follow for me personally, I follow lots of moms, lots of people that inspire me. Uh, the problem we see too much with social media nowadays is that, you know, we click, click, follow this person but we only follow them because let's say, and I'm not saying everybody, I'm just saying in gen, like, just, you know, from a different perspective, um, or opinion, but we follow them because, oh, we want to look like that person. Oh, that's where I want to get to someday. That's who I want to look like. When in reality, we can diet just like them, exercise just like them, do all the things that they do, but will never look identical. Genetics play a big role, you know, just the way we're structured. And so I think, you know, if you're on that, on the edge and you feel like there's nothing positive about social media outlets, there's, you know, there's only negative, you know, we have to stop making it about what, you know, it's just because that person, that person, it's because of that person and make it about ourselves. If you feel that way, well, maybe look down at your con, you know, the, you know, scrolling, like what, who are you following? You know, are they making an impact on your life? Are they making you feel like a better person? Because if they're not making you feel and they make you feel less of a person, then you need to unfollow. 
you know, that's the problem is that, you know, no one says that you have to follow this famous person or that person or that person, you know, my content for the longest time, that's all I ever did personally. And I found it, it was, you know, um, it was becoming too toxic for me. And it wasn't until like I started reading different books and just gaining my own insight and experiences and journaling and writing and, you know, um, doing my own voice memos to myself that I started to realize and put the pieces together that in the grand, you know, scheme of things that I was creating that own damage to myself that I was saying, oh, well, if I look like that, or if I did this, or if I took this, oh, I should take that, you know, because we all know that the way social media works is that it puts, you know, different ads up, what, whatever, you know, if we search something in our search engine or whatever, but, um, you know, know that there's, there is light in darkness. There's, it's never just completely dark. And I think that's why it was a big eye opener for me when I finally posted my mommy tummy, excuse me. And I was so nervous and I had knots all over my stomach. And I was, for a second, I was so embarrassed. And then I said, oh my gosh, if this goes south, if I, I don't know if I can handle all the hate and the negativity, but in reality, it was so much love and positivity. And, you know, even when I do receive the messages about, um, I constantly get them. I get them on a weekly basis till this day or comments on my actual feed, um, laser removal down in so-and-so have you ever tried this gel? Do you want to take this type of supplement? I get them in my DMS all the time. And, you know, before it used to hurt. And now I just think it's silly. It's funny. It's, it's, it's amusing to me because people go so far to destroy your own confidence. You know, when they see someone so happy, they want to destroy it. But, you know, I really encourage you guys to, um, you know, make sure you're, you're following people that make you feel good at the end of the day, because it does. I mean, that's really the big problem here is that if you're following people that you're constantly um, comparing yourself to, then you're doing yourself an injustice and you're only creating damage, long-term damage to yourself. Um, I hope that answered your question. Absolutely. Um, to kind of go back, you, you, you said your why is your children and not to start controversy on your first podcast, but <laughs> some people... Uh, have the attitude that you shouldn't push your children to, to work out, that you are actually doing the opposite of what you think you're doing. You're instilling these negative stereotypes that they have to work out and, and that uh, fitness, you know, you will be in shape and you will be healthy by doing nothing. Um, what, what advice do you have for people or what response do you have to people who, uh, either, first of all, people who want to get their kids active, how do they get them involved? How do they do that? And, and second of all, to, uh, to the haters, the people that <laughs> don't, uh, don't think their kids should, should work out. They feel like you're forcing it on them. What's your response to that? Okay. So Mike brings that up because one of my very first comments that really got to me is when someone said I was a reckless mother for allowing my daughter inside the garage gym. Um, I really don't have an exact answer for you guys listening, for those of you who are parents, um, to get your kids to work out because every kid is different. Uh, we have Lincoln and BJJ and he absolutely loves it. He picked that for himself. Um, Lillian will start gymnastics soon and she's all about tumbling and all that good stuff. Um, but the garage for us is family time. It's a safe place. 
the kids, if they, you know, I never encourage them to, hey, well, not, not encourage, but I never force it on them. Hey, go work out. You, you need to come out and do this. I'll go out. I'll do yoga and stretching. Um, there's lots of times where Lily will join me. She loves doing it. Lincoln will too, but he likes climbing. He thinks, you know, he, he, he just likes doing things that are like, oh my God, I, that freaked me out. But, you know, I'm, I, for me, the way I see fitness, it's not something that has to be done. It is the, for me personally, it is a place where I can release stress. I can just, you know, uh, where I feel like I'm a badass. <laughs> I feel awesome throwing weight around. I, you know, it, it motivates me. It gives me this like surge of not just energy, but, um, it empowers me. And, you know, I want my kids to see that, whether it's my son or my daughter and Lillian in particular, she's always out there trying to get her two pounders or three pounders and move weight around with me. She tries not to miss a wad at times. And like, I see her, but I see her like the way she looks at me and setting the example is way bigger than a dumb comment that people are going to make. You know, I'm leading by example. It, you know, she looks at me the whole time and that makes me feel like incredible. It takes my breath away when I go back and watch these videos and all eyes are on me. Like I have a, she's like my cheerleader, like, like my biggest support system. And Lincoln's the same way. He'll come out and root me on, but it's, it's just family time for us. It's never forced. It's just, Hey, mommy's going to go work out you know, you can go inside the gym or not. If obviously there's times where I'm doing heavy lifting, like snatches, and I don't want them out there just for safety reasons. But honestly, it's people can say what they want. But, you know, I'm letting my kids know that fitness is a positive thing to do. It's not something you have to force on yourself because you have to look good or you have to meet these standards. Fitness is good for your overall health. Um, and so that's, that's the mark I want to leave on them. So, uh, it, I guess in continuing going down my um, mm -hmm. uh, replies to Instagram comments that it wasn't the plan for today, but I guess that's how it's working out. Uh, wow. <laughs> 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 um, the the one thing that that uh, people want to know, and and I just I need to know too. Uh, what's your secret supplements? What what's your secret diet? Um, What's the thing you're hiding from everybody? Everybody wants to know what do you what are you taking? What's your what's your special diet um, that you're sticking to? You're doing low carb. You're doing fasting. You're doing uh, I don't know Atkins. What what are the kids doing nowadays? Uh, oh what, what's God. what's your okay? Answer let to me that? cut him off. Um, there's no diet. Let's stay away from that word. I I don't like it. Hate is a very strong word, but I don't like it. Um, I kind of touch base on this on the street parking mama's podcast, but let's be honest here. The, the thing that absolutely changed my mind. And I'm so glad because I was talking to Mike about this the other night, um, how Molly, who is the street parking nutrition coach has had such an impact in my life personally, street parking overall. But, um, so I follow the street parking template and it has simplified things for me rather than go crazy and become obsessive because I've 
very much so when you're an addict, you have an obsessive like personality. Um, so I be, but the template itself is so easy. It's set out for you. All I have to do is weigh and it just works. I eat clean. It's just clean eating. And I love vegetables. I can eat asparagus all day, but it really, it led me to see the bigger picture here that food is fuel. Uh, for the longest time, I saw food as the enemy. Obviously, when you've suffered from an eating disorder, it doesn't just go away overnight. I've tried it all. I've tried every type of um, carb cycling, every diet out there, every fad diet. You go down the list, I could pretty much say yes and to every supplement too when it comes to fat loss. Um, so, I mean, there's no really secret behind it. I talk about it all the time, but if you're looking for something, I encourage you, you know, we all have our own ways of going about things, but, you know, for someone that suffered for so long, I find it to be like such a, a blessing in disguise. And it really was a huge part of my self-love journey because when food became my friend and, you know, when I started to see it as, Hey, this is fueling my body for, for health purposes and, you know, the ability to work out and get better. Um, it just, everything molded together. I mean, I think it's so funny that I look back and I'm like, I wasn't eat when I used to starve myself or like before Lincoln too, when I used to like not eat good, um, I thought I was in good shape. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I am in the best shape of my life after having kids. So yes to the mom bod, the stretch marks and loose skin, but I've never had abs in my life and I have abs now. And so, I mean, it's, yes, it's a mixture of, you know, their programming and, and the template, but you know, you have to be dedicated enough and disciplined within yourself to, you know, make sure that you you stick to something. And I really think that that for me, I found what works. Um, but yeah, I mean, we can also talk about more self-love stuff too. So, <laughs> well, that that's where I was going to go next is just what else you have to add. I mean, this is your inaugural episode, uh, one, what other points are you trying to get across uh, just in this very first episode? Now that you guys saw me, let me see. You guys heard me ugly cry, um, talk to my husband, kind of dived a little into my past. And there's a lot more, but um, we'll get to those things later on. As the episodes develop, but overall, though, the whole purpose of really doing this is um, to also gain insight from other people's lives. So you guys won't always be hearing from just me. I think, like I said, at the very, very beginning of this podcast, I find it so important and encouraging that we hear different stories uh, because it's okay not to be okay. Uh, and I feel like too many times we, we try to hide um, from either our past or our present selves, you know, because we have to meet these standards, these everyday standards, when in reality, it's okay. It's okay to shut the door and cry sometimes and have a meltdown and feel like, you know, like you could be better. Um, but I, if, if we all just, you know, for a second, be vulnerable and share our stories and give light to them, that's, we can help one another. Um, so as we continue these podcasts and, and these episodes, you know, I really, really want to be able for all of us to help each other 
um, cause it really, we're, we're, we're like one big family. <laughs> so I, I, I don't think that we're too off, too far off from our stories. Um, but self-love is, I feel like too many times that I hear people say, um, well, I'm not there yet. Um, I don't know if I'll ever be there. Well, guess what? I'm not there either. Just because I share my self-love, uh, journey, there's no percentage, there's no deadline, there's no conditions. You know, we constantly put this label on self-love when self-healing, self-growth, self-confidence, self-love, all the selves in the world, self-development, self-improvement, it's a lifelong journey. And so we have to break that mold. Um, wherever it was created, we have to break it because we're constantly labeling. I know we're, if, if, you know, we put a deadline to stuff. Well, if I feel good by this date, blah, blah, blah. Like we have to stop because we're, what we do, we create, we get ourselves anxious and anxiety triggers and stress triggers. And, and then we go down, you know, the path that is hard to recover from. Um, so, I mean, we have to truly be able to set ourselves apart in a sense of, you know, accepting our past, accepting where we're at in our present and being able to humble ourselves and see ourselves. And I, and I talked about this during a live a few weeks ago, but we have to imagine this tunnel at the end of the tunnel. We see ourselves as we are right now in the same form, you know, and, and visualize it as our future self. And we should be able to be like, Hey, it's okay. You're doing a great job. Because lots of times I feel like we're always like, Oh my God, we're, I'm doing awful. I can't believe I just did that. Oh my gosh. I, I, you know, I totally like had a bad week and now I don't deserve this and this and this. And so, I mean, I just, out of all this, I just really want everyone that is listening to one, accept themselves, accept their insecurities and destroy them because they weren't given, they were given to you. You weren't born with them. And just to know that your self love, self, everything is a lifelong journey. It has no deadline. We have to stop putting these outrageous conditions and honestly start by using the mirror rule. It might sound crazy to some, but to love yourself, you should be able to smile at yourself. Okay. I know it, I've heard it before. Well, sounds conceited if you smile at yourself. Well, you know, if you can't smile at yourself, if you can't truly look in the mirror and smile and say, I love me, then how are we able to really unconditionally love others? So, I mean, I'm excited about this podcast. Um, I try not to cry or get emotional, but I feel like I want you guys to know that, you know, I'm human. I've had so many, so many stumbles, so many falls, but I've learned to pick myself up. And every time I do, I smile at myself and I'm thankful. I'm thankful I went through that because I kid you not. And, and I've said this numerous times and I truly, truly am telling you all the truth. If I can go back and I wrote a letter to me and if I can go back to 15 year old me, I would tell her it's okay. Don't, I wouldn't change a thing. I don't care if I could time travel to any part of my lifetime. I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't, even the darkness even, you know, the stumbles and the falls and 
not being able to do certain things, I wouldn't change a thing. I would tell her it's going to be okay. I would give her a big old hug and tell her everything you're currently going through, everything you're struggling with, you know, feeling this, you know, like you're not good enough, that you're not pretty, that just everything, it's going to be okay because sooner or later, you're going to realize that everything you've gone through is only going to help others. You're going to inspire others. You're going to have this want, this, you know, this exploding, like, oh my, I need to help other people. I want to be that woman, that, that person that changes and impacts other people's lives. And so, you know, I want that for everybody else. I want you guys to all be able to write letters to your past self and not want to change a thing and to be able to just smile, you know, down at your future self and have your future self smile back at your present self. Um, but I also, because I'm a big quote person, I wanted to end with the quote before. I don't know if Mike has anything else to say. Um, cause he's just over here listening to me, <laughs> but I will be ending with the quote every single podcast, but let me see if he has anything else left. No, I, I was going to do the official sign out when you're done where they can contact you and whatnot. Okay. So for this week's um, quote, I'm going to leave you guys with is whatever you accept about yourself cannot be used against you. Be willing to own your truth, even if it makes others uncomfortable. The good and the ugly are all part of your story. You never know who can inspire. You never know who you can inspire by being your authentic, unapologetic self. So know your worth, know you're enough, and love yourself always. And where, if people have questions, comments, uh, show ideas, <clears throat> guest ideas, things of that nature, um, where can they reach you? Um, what, what's your social media handles and whatnot? Okay. So you guys can reach me at Desiree at selfloveeffect.com. And you can also find me on social media, on IG, Instagram at Lincoln's underscore treasures. And then for Facebook at Desiree toppings, but I also have a self-love club shop. Um, and let me see what else. That's about it. Yeah, so, just I mean, the website, selfloveeffect.com. Yeah, so you guys never hesitate to send me messages. And I'm here for you always. And again, I love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I cannot wait to see what you guys have to say and for the upcoming episodes. And just remember, tune in every Thursday for a new Self Love Effect episode. Bye. <laughs>